When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. Listen up, you. Hello, we're doing a live we're show. We're doing a live show on the 12th of December. We are. We're slightly terrified. It's Christmas-themed. It, it, it isn't Christmas-themed. Don't we're, lie. It is now. It's December. We're making the rules up as we go along, Josh. James is... Uh, yeah, well, it's it's kind of half-scripted. There's a live musical performance at one point, which is weird. <laughs> I do um, not know about this. I've, People keep mentioning this. And I, yeah, <laughs> and then me and Luke decided to do this really weird thing where we wouldn't look at what we were writing, and I wrote his script, and he wrote mine. Yeah. So we, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it gets very mean at points. It it's gets great. very, very mean. Bottom line is, we are going to be recording an episode of Educating Josh and doing a whole extra other live show thing on the 12th of December at Dingwalls in Camden. You can go to our Twitter now at Educating Josh, look at the top tweet and get your tickets. We would love to see you there. And look out for the two special guests that are going to be announced soon, because that's going to be great. They are amazing. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And there's going to be a chance for you guys to meet us and get stuff signed by us and also a competition for you to win extra special prizes. There's a big fat educating Josh thing of the year which wasn't taken from anywhere. This <laughs> <laughs> is right. like a great event guys. Can I come along? Yes, yes you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Thank you and we'll see you there I hope. Hello 
and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, James O'Neill, I, Luke Cupforth, and our very special guest, the YouTuber, blogger, and podcaster, Lucy Moon, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at Educating Josh. Firstly, Lucy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. James, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, it's been ages, isn't it? Have you been sad or you missed it? I've been very sad. Okay, don't cry too been, much. I've been crying. <laughs> well, last, uh, Josh, also welcome to the podcast. Nah. Well Nah. But you're always here, so nah. I'm kind of you know, furniture. <laughs> so last week I started the podcast with my story, Should Holiday Traditions Be Abolished If They Are Deemed Problematic by Modern Standards? Incredibly divided audience here with 54% yes and 40% no. Oof. I'm really surprised by that. I thought yeah, it would be thought outright be, yes. I thought it would be outright yes. Yeah, and I'm surprised I didn't get any hate mail. It was actually quite a supportive feedback. Yeah. That one. Were you guys specifically talking about Black Pete? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's see that because I'm giving opinions already yeah. seems so black black and white <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. and welcome Lucy Moon well Maley on Twitter said the fact that defenders of the tradition feel the need to lie and say that he's just got soot on his face to justify the character shows that they recognise that this character is wrong however they prioritise their entertainment over the offence caused by the character to so many people pretty Go damning uh, from Maley that was on a technicality <laughs> she needs to become a lawyer oh my god that was fantastic Fantastic. All right, so last week, Lucy was second. James, could you please read Lucy's story? That's Lucy Bella Earl. Oh, that's Lucy Bella Earl. So many Lucy's. Who's very many Lucy's. this week. This is a different Lucy this week, by yes. the way. Lucy Bella Earl's question to yes. Josh last week was, is modern society thinking too deeply about what should be considered sexy? 77% of people said yes, and 18% said no. So pretty much agreed a bit, with me. A bit more decided. Than I didn't yeah. expect that. Clover on Twitter said, "I'm a bisexual woman who, like most people, has their own personal preference on what I deem sexy. However, I think there is a common, innate attraction to certain traits, and we should not be made to feel demonized. That's that word. Mm-hmm. I think there is a common, innate attraction to certain traits, and we should not be made to feel demonized for being attracted to those. It is biology. 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 Absolutely. Science. Clever. Thank you for your comment. And last week, Riyadh was last. Could Lucy Moon please read the story? Riyadh's question was, should we do more to control vaping? And actually, 70% of people said yes, and 29% of people said no. I'm and that, against that, me entirely. That I was really say, that did. Also, that's also really me. strong. Not, Do you know why I think this is? Yes. Because Lucy Bella Earl is fantastic at putting her opinion across, and I think she was really quite passionate about that story mm. last week. Um, and yeah, did did really well. And I on, think you were passionate stance. as well, though. I, I was, but I come from a, a different angle. A I'm, vapor. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not a vapor anymore. And I smoked this morning, so whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Last week, your argument was hey. that vaping stops people smoking, and you're smoking. Yeah, because I'm not vaping. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, however, Aiden on Twitter says, completely agree with Josh on this one. Vaping also helped me to quit smoking, and I don't think it should be controlled any more than it already is. I think it's down to the parents and schools to crack down on the issue, as it shouldn't have to affect those using vapes responsibly. No nanny states. I agree with no that entirely. No nanny state. Go Aiden. Also, side note, Lucy has the best radio voice Yes, you really ever. do. I was just much. thinking that. It's absolutely brilliant. All right, so it's time to hear some more of Lucy's incredible radio voice. It's time for the first story of the week and that is lucy's story my story comes from the mirror and the headline is that piers morgan accuses little mix of using sex to sell records as they strip for their new single and then here's the three things that josh needs to know one 
English girl band Little Mix have posed naked with the words can't sing, ugly, fat, slutty and talentless scrawled across their bodies to promote their latest video, Strip. The girl group are bearing all to encourage people to be who they want to be. The lyrics to the song include Jiggle all this way, yeah you know, I love all of this. Finally love me naked, sexiest when I'm confident. We're talking about stuff we wanted to speak about for ages, Jessie says. We've all suffered from body confidence and negative comments, and up until now we didn't really have a song we felt addressed everything we needed to. However, some have criticised the campaign. Piers Morgan suggested they had an ulterior motive, claiming that this was baloney, and that they were just using sex to sell albums. And then my question for you is, is stripping off for a good cause setting a good example? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think there are far worse reasons for taking your clothes off. And if you can spread a little bit of good and awareness in the world by taking them off, then you may as well. Go on then. Right now? Yeah. Trust me, if I take my clothes off, I'm not spreading any good. <laughs> <laughs> that is really interesting that you say that because that's one of the things I was going to talk about. So firstly, James, how do you feel about this? And Lucy, your story, how do you feel? Um, weirdly... Can I name drop? Yes. I got to go to Little Mix's album launch this week, which was So you're not ridiculous. at all biased. I'm not, not biased. at all biased and totally not a fan. Oh, I love them. Um, Absolutely love them. With a previous guest, I'm assuming with yes, Hannah. Yes, yeah, yeah, with Hannah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, big fan of Little Mix. I love what they're doing with this album. The whole album, the whole campaign seems to have been centered around empowerment. I think that's especially prominent with what's going on with their label at the moment and their management. So... I'm all for it. Well, I'm going to propose a different question because I think, I, I really think Piers is way off the mark with this one. I don't think they're using sex at all. But are they using empowerment, empowerment to yes. sell their albums? Ooh, yes. now so, that's a very interesting question. That's what I was going to say. They're not. He, it's weird to target Little Mix for... Trying to, trying to use trying sex, to use sex when it's been when sex has been used to sell records for yeah I mean that, that's a, that's a staple of music video guys yeah. like <laughs> that is like <laughs> that is your stock standard music now. yeah so I I think he's really wrong to say they're using sex like their their videos uh, I yeah I, it's it's definitely not sex but I think you could argue how much they actually care about the the you know the issues that they are pushing mm. and the empowerment issues that they're, they're moving forward and stuff like that and. That was that I would if he said that I'd be like oh maybe he has a point but sex mm. I completely disagree with. It's really interesting because what I see he's done is he's made a jump that isn't there because what he's done is he's seen this picture of some naked women, which isn't sexual in any way. They're naked because that's the natural form they exist in, right? That's their body. The he's applied strip. he's applied sexuality to that, and so yeah, the song is called Strip, but you Strip doesn't have to be sexual. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strip, and strip it, is just take your clothes not, off and be yourself. It's not sexual at all, I don't think. And you you infer that connotation yourself, and that's what he's done. So he's made himself problematic, which is quite interesting. He's made that sexual. So we all know how Pierce Morgan's brain works now, <laughs> based on that statement. But I think the, the you know the body confidence is is such a huge movement at the moment does it need little mix to take it further are they yeah. hijacking jumping on the bandwagon are they kind of getting involved in something to sell records and the only thing i'd say against that is that little mix are huge <laughs> like they yeah, could have dropped yeah. they could have dropped an album of white noise and their fans would have <laughs> gone like, yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah clean like they would just it would have it still would have sold as well as it is at the moment so in that sense, 
it is them taking a risk. It is them using their platform to be to open themselves to critique like this from Piers Morgan, who's got it wrong, but maybe more intelligent people that get it right and accuse the right thing. You know, they have opened themselves up to attack, whereas they could have released anything, made as much money, and probably done as well. I definitely don't think they've taken a risk in any sense. I think this is such a, to their audience, to their demographic, because people who don't like body confidence and don't like female empowerment aren't going to be they fans of YouTube. They have taken a risk, and the reason I'd say that is both you and Lucy being YouTubers, when you talk about a complicated subject on YouTube, how much do you have to think about it? Oh my God, so much. And you're always going to get, like, hunt, like, let's say 90% really lovely comments, yeah. 10% horrible challenging comments yeah. mm. but have a hundred upvotes each one yeah exactly yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and they're the ones you see they're the comments that you open yourself up to so in that sense I think they really have opened themselves up I think the question posed about the like are they jumping on the empowerment bandwagon is a really interesting one as well because I think that Little Mix are fully sincere in that message because they've been in the public eye for so long and they honestly believe that they should not have to deal with some of the awful comments that are levied at them like all the time however i do wonder if the team around them who are you got to remember they're like x x factor contestants you yes know? Yeah, yeah. i wonder if that kind of high level music industry team would have let them make a song like this if it hadn't also been really popular at if the it moment was, if it trend. wasn't currently a movement it's similar to yeah. what we on the podcast we talked about the nike movement and while mm. and so how nike had colin kaepernick in their advertising campaigns and we said that i think we all thought that there were good people within nike who were who were Trying to pushing this for the yeah. right reason. But actually, Nike wouldn't have done it if it was going to me- mean that they got less sales. Yeah, but it depends, it depends where, it, where it's come from as well. If the, if the girls have kind of sat down and gone, this is a song we want to do and taken it to their label, that could be very true. The label could have turned around and gone, we want you to do a song about this right now. And they've gone, oh, that's an amazing cause. We want to do that. So either way, I don't think you can potentially ever blame Little Mix themselves. It now, was either brought I... to them or... Oh, again, I don't know if this can be included, but... If anyone wants to know how Little Mix writes songs, they do a set of interviews um, for the label, but like with, um, yeah, these like uh, filmed, recorded interviews where they're talking about their life at the moment that gets sent off to a whole host of songwriters who then write the songs, it gets returned. So they and then they pick mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's like, so it's... So it's genuine, even if they're not writing it. It's it's all about their own lives at that time. One thing I found really interesting when I was researching into this was their album's called Strip. It's it, the messages about being yourself and being your natural self and sort of bearing it all. But in this photo, they are clearly wearing a lot of makeup. They are photoshopped. They possibly. are photoshopped to within a, in an inch of their life. So is it disingenuous <laughs> to no, be going? Okay. Why is it okay? Because everyone does it. Because the message you're sending there is that you can you should bear all as long as what you're ha- what you're bearing is you're happy with. That's like taking a hundred selfies and only uploading the one. Have you seen the, the video? That's, that's, that's like going. No, I haven't seen the video. That's so the really video good. is all the women who don't look like Little Mix are in the video. So like um, like Hannah's in the video. Hannah Whitten right. with um, she has ulcerative colitis and has a stoma bag. And then there's like women of all different shapes, sizes, colors. Um, orientations but why are Little Mix prepared to show people in their natural form but not to share themselves in their natural form I think I think what you're saying is and that, I think that's a harsh ideal to make them adhere to It's kind, I think it's unfair it's like going um, okay they're going to do something good 
but if you're not prepared to do it how I want you to or do it all the way then don't bother or don't well, do I think it. if you if you're going to do something and have a set of morals then you should be prepared to follow the morals that you tell everyone else to but that's by. your morals in their morals it might be okay for that to happen also that's not in their control they 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 did pose for that picture in front of probably a team of about 10 photographers runners a lighting technician a, you know they they were they were being filmed at the same time there would have been cameramen that room would have been full of men We've also got to remember they're being scrutinised by the press every day of their lives. Yeah. Like, they are constantly being photographed. Their bad images are going up everywhere. Like, it's like the Kim K thing when her bum was photographed with a particular lens that just made it look enormous. Yeah. Like, do you remember? And all, like, cellulite and weird. But they're being photographed so much. I would be so stunned if anyone would be happy to pose without a fair layer of makeup. Yeah, also, yeah. this is a hero that. shot. This is a hero shot. This is the album cover. This is the bam with all the glam and the gloss and the glamour. This isn't them tweeting That's like the Lady, like Lady Gaga does and goes, "Here's a, a what, what they called a natural of what they called uh, candor or whatever, yeah. like a yeah. just a no makeup, no filter, no nothing." Oh, I think chart, it's yeah. really yeah, yeah, yeah. hard to compete in an in in the environment of a music video world where everyone is quite um, art where the point of a music video is on that level to be quite artificial art. and, well, it's and also artistic art. that's, yeah. it's true artistic. but Josh's point it's at the, the start album of this, cover Josh's point at the start of this discussion was that they could upload anything and their fans would love it so if you think if Josh thinks that they're already at such a high level that they can do whatever they can then they, maybe they should be if, if they're being philosophically consistent and saying be yourself if I love the idea of Little Mix being philosophically yeah. consistent <laughs> they're, they're not, don't claim to be putting out a philosophical claiming. statement they're not claiming are. No, they're, they're doing not. a whole they are not claiming they're not writing to be moral warriors or going out that's exactly saying, what this album is no, about not. it's a no, moral album no they're not it's 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 but how so can what? you say that this is not a oh moral my God. album they've done something like it is it's it's it, it aligns with your morals they're not going out there saying i'm gandhi you should listen to me like they're, they're going out and saying we have these opinions let's empower people with these things that photo on the front of the album is a press shot it's a hero piece it's art it's the artistic cover of an album so whether they wear makeup or not I think wearing makeup um, being photoshop being lit beautifully if that if that's then what makes them feel beautiful that's empowering alright well at the start of the story Josh you said this uh, yes absolutely I think there are far worse reasons for taking your clothes off and if you can spread a little bit of good and awareness in the world by taking them off then you may as well uh, yeah, I, th- I think we went a lot deeper than that, which is really cool and had a great discussion, but I still stand by that. I don't think they've done anything wrong. I do think uh, Pierce has completely missed the point. Pierce Absolutely missed the point and is a massive knob in this in this one. <laughs> or just a massive knob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the second story of the week. That's my story. Okay, so Josh, my story comes from CNBC, and it is that. Oh, wow. CNBC. CNBC, and it is that. Facing scrutiny, Facebook reportedly hired a PR firm that wrote negative articles about rivals Apple and Google. (laughs) Wow. Here are the three things you need to know. Facebook expanded its work with Definers Public Affairs, an American public relations firm, last year after enduring a year's worth of criticism over its handling of Russian interference on its own site. Definers Public Affairs wrote dozens of articles criticizing Google and Apple for their business practices while downplaying the impact of Russia's misinformation campaign on Facebook. Facebook also used the firm to push the idea that billionaire George Soros was behind a growing anti-Facebook movement. My question for you is, should companies be allowed to deliberately spread negative stories about competitors? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Um, I mean, absolutely, but only if they're true. Like... If they're true, then what's what's true. wrong with yeah. spreading them? 
Okay, how do you all feel about that? Before I get on to my, my, my story. I think Josh's points actually are, yeah, quite good in the sense that it's not like Facebook are going after smaller companies. They're going after enormous true. companies that have the financial Ability. means to be able to also play the same game. And defend themselves. And it's probably, I think it's a pra- it is a practice that exists at that level so much. It must be. Um, I mean, Define is public effect. They're a PR company. They're mm-hmm. a public relations company. It is their job to come in and shift the focus onto other companies. Like, this isn't a dodgy dealing behind the scenes thing. Like, these companies exist. Oh, sure. I'm not and saying that's what they, they do. I'm not saying I they don't. I'm just really, saying, should they? I find it really funny that um, they're like, they downplayed the Russia's misinformation campaign. I, I, I doubt they'll have highlighted it at all. Otherwise, they'd be doing their job <laughs> they were downplaying. very badly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, to be honest, I think this is absolutely fine. Um, it's Facebook have no moral obligation to to research or to be a journalist against themselves there's already a slew of outlets out there that should be doing that that's that's a that's a newspaper's job it's a journalist's job it's a research you know, an investigative journalist's job to do that See, that's how that's exactly how i feel you've summed up somehow in your argument you've summed up how i feel which is this is not facebook's job Facebook are not a news company. They don't claim to be a news company. This is a job for the media. And being allowing allowing companies to pour money into misinformation or even just negative well, we press campaigns. Well, well, a lot of the claims that they they said turned out to be untrue or unprovable. So that is a different. Obviously, that's a different issue. Yeah. But well, my diff- problem with this is this sets a precedent okay. that money can buy negative press against someone you don't like rather I mean, than actually that's, working that's, that's not exactly news though is it i think that's a very i'm not saying it's not news i'm saying that i don't think it's right that's what i'm asking about i don't think that it's wrong i mean it, it's it's if you did something wrong and you paid someone to go around your friendship group and go well i might have done something wrong but guess what james did it's not a friendship group though yeah it's not mm-hmm. a friendship it's a massive corporation and i don't have a pr so when you you could have a pr i don't, i could and they'd change the clothes <laughs> that i wear they'd make sure my make they'd make me fake in my mind this is punching down rather than improving your own practices this is just going well but look at everyone else just, they're they rubbish too they are improving their other practices as well though they've introduced all of those policies so that it was the Russian interference was the um, was the thing that is the reason they've started working with this PR firm, right? Yeah. And that was a really big deal, and Facebook really messed up, right? But they've actually implemented quite a few policies to try and really rectify this. And it's the same with YouTube. YouTube are doing stuff to rectify the kind of things that are being spread on the platform that gets reported on negatively, like terror stuff and nasty things and the weird kids sure. world that we don't and that's touch great. yeah yeah but so that's not the same as going well vimeo are rubbish too no i, I think it's i think it's um at, at that level it's it, it's 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 its own game of politics it's you know it's the same way that um two teams campaigning against each other will wait till a certain release of voting to release some dirty gossip that they had on the other campaigner that is a part of of it and uh, you know as but that's just go, go, going it back, petty. it's, it's, mm. it's I mean it's clever yes it's but if very you're, very clever if you're really good and you are genuine and you have lots of things going for you you don't need to do that okay I'll put a question to you then you're running for government and a government job against yes. someone you know that that person raped someone in their history but no one else knows it the press don't know it but you have proof because your private investigators went out and found it yes is it your moral obligation to to tell people i would report it to the police and then the police release a statement if they think it's relevant 
So you don't think... And they put him in prison if he's raped somebody. I don't go, guys, I might have done something wrong, but this guy did something wrong as well. Because it's not the... It's, I think rape's maybe a bad example because yeah. that's a very, um, like, uh, deeply tied up and complicated, Sorry, it's, especially it, yeah. with the no, legal I situation. I really mainly bad... Maybe go for something like fraud, yeah. where it's like... Had frauded in the past or had... So if, so if I knew somebody had frauded, done fraud, or been fraudulent... <laughs> frauded? <laughs> done frauded. frauded. That's not a verb. To fraud. Um, if I knew someone had defrauded, I, would, I, I could hold that information and then wait till something that I did wrong came up and then go, but this guy committed fraud. No, I'd go to the police straight away. No, no, no. It's already been to the police. It's just not common knowledge. It's not in the press. Maybe he's paid off the police. (laughs) Go to a different police. (laughs) Go to a different police. In his history, he committed fraud. He was tried for it. He dealt his time, but he had committed fraud in the past and he's going for a country treasurer. So you're asking me that, 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 I mean, that's slightly different in that that is relevant information for the public to know because he's going to, they're, they're going to elect him and they need to have all the information. Yes. So it's a slightly different thing. But no, I mean, I would... If that, if that was information that meant that he couldn't do the job that he was going to do, then perhaps I would say it. But I wouldn't use it to, dis- to distract from my own wrongdoing. I wouldn't go, oh, you guys have found... I'd do it straight away. The moment I found out, I would go, guys, this guy's done something wrong. Maybe don't vote for him. I wouldn't wait until I'd done something wrong and then go, oh, but look, look I over there. I, don't, I think I don't you've think changed my waiting. perspective on it. I think Educating I'm on your... Lucy. I know. I think yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> on your team about this I, now. I still strongly disagree. I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong. That, that They're a PR company. They're, they're looking at the way that the company, the image of the company is taken by people, like everyday people. Um, it's not... They're not going and waiting for something wrong to have happened. They've, com- they've done something really bad. They need to improve their image to the public. So they bring in a company that specializes in doing that. That company comes in and goes, yeah, look, they've done this. We've done this. But look at the similar practices that other people are doing. It's not fair to hold well, us up to so much. Well, anyway. they're not similar in any way. But it's saying, look, this is the, they're, they're highlighting the things that happen. They're, 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 I think they're leveling the playing field. Because I'm sorry, but I'm, there's no way that Apple and Google don't do the same kind of things behind closed doors. Well, this is not, that's not what was being said. That what, that what Facebook were doing. No, but it's what I'm saying. What, what uh, Facebook it, were doing was Facebook were accused of, of allowing Russian ads on their mm-hmm. platform during the during the US elections, right? And what they did instead was they went to this this PR company and they spread the news that Apple only has 12 people who control Apple News's homepage, meaning that 70 million people who use Apple News could potentially... That's not irrelevant news. That is, oh, I'm it's sorry, not irrelevant news, but, but it's nothing to do with. Yes, it is. It's not. You're, you're literally talking because they're about, not taking money from the Russian government. No, but you're literally talking about the control of news to, delivered to people on social platforms. Yes, um, that's what this yes. is talking about. So the Russian ads that were fed to people on the Facebook platform. This isn't a completely irrelevant story. They're going, yeah, that happened. This is Google. So I think these kind of statements that I needed to know are a little bit misleading because that story is very specific and relevant. And if I'm reading an article about Facebook where they're going, this is what happened to Facebook, but look, 12, only 12 people control Apple News's feed, that is a very biased perspective from... I completely agree with that. And I think that is something that I would need to know and is completely okay for them to do. So I think without knowing all the, not their job. all the articles that were hyped... No, it's a PR's job, though. And the PR... It's not it's the news's job. I mean, they are, they're, they're, they're a comp- they, are, they are journalists. It's press relations. It's public affairs. Right. So it is kind of their job. They come in, but they do come in with the goal to improve it about yourself. They're still under very strict laws. But it's just what I what I found interesting there was about a minute ago you said Facebook has to improve their public image. That's fine. I'm not saying don't improve your public image. I'm saying don't 
improve your public image by destroying everyone else's public they're image. Not, then you're just good not, in comparison to all the rubbish people. No, I think you're taking that wrong because they're not destroying someone. They're highlighting the fact that they're under all this scrutiny for something like this, but it's not just them. There are other things that go on in the, in the industry that are similar, and so it, it like... I don't see the problem with that. Well, the, it, the, the case with Apple is that they had no, they had no evidence that, was, that there was a liberal bias. They were only talking about liberal bias, I not mean, talking I, about Russian I don't know. I haven't seen either story, which, so it's kind of hard. But I just think there isn't enough kind of information here. I don't think, you know, they've gone, oh, yeah, Facebook's done this, but the Apple CEO abuses his dogs or, you know, something like that. That, I would agree, is completely ridiculous. And, and I would mm. I would agree that that is kind of that is literally going, hey, look, here's a ball. Look, th- throw it. Oh, look over there. Uh, sneak back into the shadows. But the one example you've given, which is the one that I've heard, I think is extremely relevant. So that I, I, I don't you know, I would want to know that if I'm reading something. All right, Josh, well, at the start of this story, you had this to say. Um, I, I mean, absolutely, but only if they're true. Like, if they're true, then what's what's true, wrong with yeah. spreading them? I mean, I'm a man of many words, aren't I? <laughs> so eloquent. That was such a great response. All right, well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the last story of the week. That's James's story. My story comes from the Evening Standard, and the headline is Viewers hail McDonald's Christmas advert as better than John Lewis's. <laughs> These are the three things you need to know. The internet is awash with people hailing the new McDonald's Christmas advert as better than John Lewis's. The ad from the fast food chain melted hearts with its hashtag reindeer ready campaign, threatening to steal the crown from John Lewis. Christmas adverts are often a signifier of the holiday season, and McDonald's one is the latest addition in an already eclectic mix, including Sainsbury's adorable school play ad and Iceland's one raising awareness of palm oil, which was banned for being too political. However, Selfridges and Clinton Cards launched their in-store Christmas displays in the summer, and Tesco and M&S, among other major retailers, followed suit in September. My question to you, Josh, is, do we celebrate Christmas too early? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. I mean, everyone starts celebrating it at their own pace. I know when I start celebrating it, and I think even if stores start putting it in, I think it's actually become a bit of a tradition to go, oh, God, it's not even... Halloween isn't even done yet, but the Christmas decorations are in Tesco's. Not a good tradition, though. No, but that's become a part of me getting excited for Christmas. So, um, no, absolutely not. I think you can celebrate it when you want, and and I I think it's quite nice that it starts leaking into my world. Um, I actually don't start celebrating it properly until I'm home with my family because I'm older now. When I was a kid, it was like... And roughly when is that? When do you get home? Um, so I'll go home on the 19th of December this year. Yeah, right. Yeah. But if I was at home, it would have been from the 1st of December when the Christmas tree was up, when I was opening my advent calendar. Oh, for me, it's like the 1st of November. I'm really? so excited. Yeah, yeah. As That's soon as, too early. So I have the excitement in November. By December, I'm like, eh, well, that was fun. <laughs> but it, I need something to get me through October and November. That's true. Because... It's just not the best. I don't know. But, you know, the days are getting really short. Yeah. I'm working a lot to get ready for when I'll eventually take a week yeah. off. And I'm yeah. just a bit like, you know, like I'm tired and exhausted. But I can think about Christmas shopping, which makes me really happy. That's one of the main things I was writing when I was sort of researching this. By the way, what I often try and do on this podcast is to take whatever Josh's opinion is and try and fight the opposite one. But I couldn't find anyone saying that we do celebrate it too early. So I've got about two lines of notes oh, on Oh, that's yes. so funny because... And like the, two pages on, on no. the I've, I'm On the radio. Like it's so strict when you can start playing Christmas really? songs when they'll be accepted. I would like to add to this whilst I'm all about 
getting you know the displays up and whatever and your christmas lights up i loathe christmas music and any reason to avoid it i will take so if they were playing christmas music yeah yeah yeah, exactly if if i were hearing christmas music in october i'd hate christmas yeah (laughs) (laughs) again i think it comes down to personal preference but i have i think the better question sorry to to change the question guys is is it right for these adverts to be using Christmas as a way to just sell and profit. Yeah. And the, it's the At nostalgic... the beginning of November. The nostalgic... <laughs> no, 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 September. Sept- the nostalgic September. feeling of Christmas is quite a special... Or am I just being too... Am I being too... Am I romanticising it too much? Because at the end of the day, Christmas is a money-making scheme, or that's what it's oh, turned it's into. it's about community and hymns. It is, and, and those parts of it are absolutely family. amazing. It does certainly feel like uh, when you go into town... Or you go into central London or wherever you live, it feels like the high street exists not as like a communal space or as a nice place to meet or hang mm. out. It literally exists to convince you to to give them your money, suck all of the money out of you, and go. Look I mean, how it, nostalgic I mean, we are! Remember being a child? That was lovely. Buy things. We want to have the best Christmas ever. Yeah, is is that like? Imagine how hard it must be for parents every year taking imagine, your children imagine anywhere. no no but just imagine you're in a low-income family <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, like, you're, you're in a low-income family you can't afford to buy the things that other families can and you have to go on a fuck sorry am i and then and then there's all those fucking payment programs from like summer that you Playing can sign at the up same to time. so, yeah, so yeah. you can pay in installments to be able to have vouchers to be able to buy your children presents and yeah. i just think that is like like that does make me think why do we put so much emphasis on consumerism at christmas because it puts families in these really difficult positions yeah i, I grew up in a low-income family i didn't grow up with a dad my mum's a single mother and i have three brothers so there's four of us so uh, a low income for my mum every year coming to christmas it was so hard for her and she always did the best but it's it's amazing growing up and then seeing how much stress and how much pressure she must have been under and then the guilt afterwards you know i'm i'm she's had conversations with me later on in life where it's like did i do enough were you sad that you didn't mm. get these presents and and things like that and it's like she made up for it by educating me and teaching me the more important things in life which is great but that must be a really horrible pressure for for parents, for to, parents to every be. year it's you know it goes quickly each year yeah. and you've got your birthdays then it's easter then it's all these things that we celebrate and then it's christmas and i do love 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 christmas i i get so family orientated around christmas and when you do move away from home it is a great one to pull you back like if you haven't seen your parents for a while and, <laughs> and things like that or your brothers and sisters it's a good reason that pulls you all back can I add something as well? Um, when it comes to, we were talking about, is it celebrated too early? But like, let's say the all the ads going out on TV and like for the kids' toys, for the really expensive things. And then also for what a Christmas should look like. A lot of these ads yeah. show children yeah, yeah, yeah. what an ideal Christmas and would they're be. they're very unrealistic. Huge families, with trees, loads of with food. Like 30 presents under yeah, the tree. Yeah, exactly. And... So I do wonder, yeah, maybe... Maybe it's the fact that these ads are, they're all that's on TV for the last two months of the year. Yeah. And then they are giving kids maybe an idea of like, well, this is, you know, my mummy doesn't do this for for. me or my daddy, you know. It's like, it is like all the nasty bits of advertising, the stuff that we know exists, but don't like to acknowledge that, you know, they they do just want our money is just enhanced over Christmas. They go absolutely 100% full pelt. Well, back to the story. I'd just like to share this really lovely thing I found, which is evidence from the Journal of Environmental Psychology shows that decorations are used as a cue of communicating accessibility to neighbours, 
which increases sort of community feeling, like you were saying, Lucy. Mm-hmm. And also that putting up Christmas decorations early makes you a happier person and releases feel-good hormones like dopamine. Yeah. And so we can sort of look at this in terms of you know, being a bit cynical and being a bit consumerist and all that. But I think Lucy's right in that putting up decorations is nothing to do with consumerism. Putting up decorations is to do with nostalgia and community spirit. And so we have, well, like Piers Morgan, the we've reason made you, a jump. We've reason, made a jump to consumerism. Not at all. The, 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 the reason you still do it is because it's enforced by consumerism. So there is still that link there. But it's still a good thing and you choose to do it. And I think it's, I, I think that people keep Christmas alive more than the advertisers and the and, and the people making money. We want Christmas to be a thing. They're just going, okay, well, that means we have to change our marketing tactics because yeah. Christmas is a thing and it's a big thing. Um, so, yeah, I think, I don't think it, I don't think we celebrate it too early. I don't think we celebrate it enough. I want more time off work, please. Well, Josh, at the start of this story, you had this to say. I, I mean, everyone starts celebrating it at their own pace. I know when I start celebrating it and... I was not expecting to agree with Josh on all three points of this podcast. <laughs> I'm amazed. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Every guest that comes on this show. <laughs> all right, well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the quick fire round. Josh, in discussing the Brexit deal, the government has decided not to transfer into UK law the part of EU legislation that recognises animals have sentience, can feel pain and emotions. Do you think that animals have sentience and emotions? I have no idea. Josh, Donald Trump's administration has been blocked from refusing asylum to immigrants who cross the US-Mexico border illegally after a federal judge issued a temporary restraining order. Do you think it's okay for a president's orders to be blocked? Absolutely. It's a massive and important part of democracy. Josh, Ivanka Trump has used a personal email address to send hundreds of messages discussing official White House business last year. The same thing that her dad, Donald Trump, said Hillary Clinton should be jailed for. Should Donald apologize? No. I mean, she's... I can see her doing that. She's <laughs> not really surprised. Just because you can see someone doing something doesn't mean they shouldn't apologise, I mean, Donald Trump and Ivanka Trump are currently leading the White House. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> and the good news story of the week. One of the UK's first ever staffy police dogs has joined the force. Two-year-old rescue Staffordshire Bull Terrier Cooper is specially trained to find drugs, cash and firearms and is the first of his breed to join Staffordshire Police. That's a good point. What about replacing spot checks with more dogs on the streets? I love dogs. What, stop and search? Yeah. That's such a good idea because if dogs can't be that racist. They don't dogs can't be racist. <laughs> no, dogs well, can definitely be racist. They can they be trained actually? to be racist. Well, no, if you don't... Oh. Actually, if you don't introduce... If you don't introduce dogs to a wide variety of people during their puppy years, they actually become racist because if they've never seen a person of a certain race, they just freak out and bark at so them. So we need to train the police yeah, drug train them dogs correctly. to be... Yeah, yeah, to be good. Well, we can train them to find drug and drugs and knives i'm sure we can train them to not i don't be think you can train a dog to find a knife <laughs> the you can what how yeah, absolutely yeah, they can be trained for all the fun things all the what? good things all right, well, <laughs> all the fun things, including knives. Also, staffies are wonderful, and if a staffie came up to me and was like, Luce, so I'm going to sniff, sniff around knife. you for drugs and knives, I'd be like, 
be my guest. That's sniffing as much as Have a good can. sniff. <laughs> okay, well, on that <laughs> note, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. And thank you to our lovely guest, Lucy Moon, who unexpectedly has agreed with Josh on all three of his stories. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where we polls and content from each today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We also want you to send in more stories for next week's quick fire round. Lucy, where can people find you? You can find me on the podcast, The Sunday Social, or you can find me on YouTube at Lucy Moon. Or Twitter at Lucy Moon? No, no. it's called I Am Not Lucy Moon on Twitter because they'd lost I Am Lucy Moon. <laughs> they lost it. Well, it's someone's who doesn't want to give it to me. That's very sad. Well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh for those polls and content from each day's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Live show, also, live show, live show. Go live and show. buy tickets to our live show on the 12th of December. We want to see you there, it's and we'd love to hear your going thoughts. It's to be amazing. Come it's in the Metro today. Is it? It's actually in the metro. In the metro oh, yeah. Have you not yeah. grabbed like 15 metros? <laughs> not yet, but it was. It was very cool. Please hit subscribe and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio, Studio 71, 71 production. production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. Merry oh, Christmas. Oh, that was so nice compared to our dull monotonous tone. <laughs>